You can never have enough quality DBs. And there's some guys that aren't superstars that you need to know about. My guy, his guy, your guy. We're going to get into that today on Locked On NFL Draft. Let's go. (laughs) You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I am your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, got my guy, Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics joining me. And your whole new, uh, the, you got everything done over Ooh. there with Rogue Analytics, right? Yeah, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Yes. RogueAPC.com, folks. You can get the draft guide and the athletic matrix. It's like the most advanced athleticism metrics out there as well as our film grades and my whole crew over at Rogue APC. We put in a lot of work and it's finally done and I'm going to take a nap when we're done with this show. <laughs> awesome. And can they find like a link as well, maybe on your Twitter account? Absolutely. It's pinned up on my Twitter. And uh, if you use the code lockdown, you get a nice little discount on it too. Nice. There, there you go. So head over to his Twitter account right now at Ryan Tracy NFL. You also can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. For some of my takes, I try to, you know, I used to like go very in depth with a lot of takes and and a whole bunch of breakdowns on on film and stuff like that. And since we started the show, I kind of gotten away from it and try to save a lot of my takes for the draft show. But uh, maybe I'll put some stuff out coming up, and and you guys can see some breakdowns on players and things like that. Uh, that'd be very educational. But today, we are talking about a few prospects that I have pay some attention to and we are starting with Zion McCollum. So do you have his numbers from his combine in front of him right now? In front of you? Uh I can look him up real quick. Sure. Yeah. Always challenging, right? Yeah, here we go. Well I, I I should have it. Here we go. So Zion McCollum, out of cornerback out of Sam Houston State. I mean, his numbers <laughs> were so crazy, I didn't believe it. I thought I was reading something wrong. So it's three cones. And I'm like, okay, he, okay, 6'2", 200 pounds, or 6'2", 199 pounds. And his three-cone said 6'4", 8". And I'm like, 6'4", 8", three-cone? Like, nah, like, I'm reading this wrong. Maybe it's some kind of shuttle. Maybe it's something else. No, it was his three-cone, and it is the fastest three-cone in the history of the NFL Combine for a cornerback. It's On top great. of that, 4'3", 340-yard dash. So that's blazing. 39-and-a-half-inch uh, vertical leap. That's crazy. His relative athletic score was as high. It's the best that it's ever been. It's number one overall. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10. So, I mean, this is the most freakish athlete to yeah. ever come through the combine at the cornerback position. Uh, He's also got the best athletic metric score for a corner in the history of mine, which is 13 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you would think, well, why, why haven't y'all talked about him more? And, and I'd say this. The film from what I was able to gather, does not 100% match the athletic scores. Mm-hmm. But one thing that it does tell me is he he has it in him. All right? Some things that jumped out to me right away. Obviously, he's a big body and a more fluid mover, not the most twitched up guy, which if you look at some of his numbers here, you say, oh, super twitchy. And right. maybe he has it, but watching him at the Senior Bowl uh, during that week, I didn't see like great feet, change of direction, hips. And all those stuff. I did see recovery speed. I saw, you sure. know, 
solid uh play a couple of times, but more so than not, I thought he was a little a little challenged. All right. Now on film, what I'm seeing is a guy who definitely wants to be more physical at the line of scrimmage. And I think they played him to the boundary a lot. And obviously with somebody with that type of size and ability, sure, play him there. Oh, he has a, a, a bad habit in his press of stepping forward and punching and kind of locking that hip. And it's not something that is like a huge issue, but it's something to take note of. Now, the way I try to view prospects all the time is what can I teach? What can't I teach? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can't teach six to 200 pounds running four, three uh, with those kind of change of direction skills. But what I can teach him is to trust that ability a little bit more. So he's a guy that I ideally would like if I need a corner, I would take him late second, early third, you know, some at some point day two and know that I'm going to have to get him to buy into the technique that I'm tr- I'm, I'm working on. And what I feel yeah. like, okay, if you do these things, you are going to be the best uh, version of yourself. And that's what we want, right? Not the best version of whatever somebody else is, but the best version of you, which should, with his athletic scores, be a very high-level cornerback, all right, playing at that position. A lot of it is just trusting it, playing more with his feet at the line of scrimmage as opposed to trying to reach out and always consistently get hands-on. Can you use your feet to get in position to get hands-on, and then effortlessly from there, read guys down. I think it would make his job a lot easier. There's some plays where I saw him break up a pass on a slant, but he stepped with that foot. Guy got inside anyways. He had to flip and, and then make a play, and it's like, that. that's cool that you did that, but again, I, I believe that you're working a little harder than you necessarily have to with that length and ability that you have. And I say length, but his arms are actually a little shorter. It was like 30 and 7, 8 and three inches. Three-quarters, yeah. Yeah, so for a guy that is 6'2", doesn't have the longer arms where, like me, my arms lengths were 32 inches. I know a lot of NFL teams like that range. But yep. he has a lot of really good stuff that I think he just needs to kind of hone in on it and really work to be more consistent, especially at the line of scrimmage. Because if, if I'm a team, I want to play him at the line of scrimmage and use that physicality and use that ability to run vertically with anyone but you got to get him to just trust it just a little bit more. And if he does, we're talking about somebody that can be a big-time cornerback in the NFL. I'm glad that you got a a better look at him because I haven't been able to find much other than some really bad broadcast versions or whatever. And so I was going on very little actual film or or even views of him, to tell you the truth. I will say this, though. I agree with you. Like, I, I think that there are ways to get him there. Everything that I see is about coachability. Because it feels like there's instincts here. It feels like there's aggression there from what I saw. When I look at what he was able to produce at the level that he played at, I would like a little bit more. You know, like eagle rate is something that I look at is how where you make plays on the field. Do you get TFLs? Do you get forced fumbles? That kind of thing. He's good at that. The actual PBUs and interceptions, not quite there. So like there's refinement at the top of the route that he needs help with as well. So, again, it's about all the tools, but you got to teach them up. Right. And, again, talking about top of the routes that's just understanding and truly understanding how to uh, read receivers down and there's something that i call i don't want to use the word that i use typically but (laughs) i'll say penis to hip all right and it's exactly what it sounds like where you don't want to get too far upfield shoulder on on the receiver you want him to have to if he's going to run a comeback which those are the higher percentage throws right slants uh comebacks things like that uh those are higher percentage throws play 
penis to hip. <laughs> right and on him, yeah. yeah. Have him have to fight through, fight back through you. Now, if they want to throw the go route, go ahead. Because if I'm McCollum, well, one, the 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 go route is the lowest percentage throw a quarterback can attempt. So mm-hmm. automatically, more times than not, receivers are gonna have to adjust to a ball down the field. Now, when you're him and you have four three speed, you should be able to one make up for it. And two, get in position to get your head around and, and, the ball. and contest the ball. And I think that's something that he can continue to work on. And if he does, again, high level, high ability. We are going to talk a little bit more about the cornerback position. we got Marcus Jones out of Houston coming up. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've seen from him. There's some good stuff there. Some people have him rated really high. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Hey, we're covering the draft, all right? During the draft, there's going to be a lot of props, all right? And you don't need to, it doesn't just stop at the draft. I mean, they have head coach. Who's going to win coach of the year? You can head over to Bet Online right now and see all of those odds and get in on that action. All right. Head over right now to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action going on over at Bet Online where the games start. Locked on NFL draft, man. We got live coverage coming up in Dallas. We're going to be there live, not in in Vegas, where everybody else is going to be kind of partying and having fun. But in Dallas at the studios, you and I are going to be live in person doing shows. Throughout the draft process, uh, Thursday night, first round, second round, and obviously uh, day two, day three, all that stuff, we are there live to give you the best draft coverage that you can find. And those of you that are dying to know who your team will take, catch the Odyssey and Locked On's NFL mock draft special hosted by the greatest voice in radio, Brian Peacock, and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson Show all week leading up to the first pick. Again, this is going to be all week. You can find us, though, uh, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, April 30th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We will be locked in and bring you that coverage throughout the draft. Can't wait. Excited. Excited for that. Let's go. But but, (laughs) Let's go. But I am also excited to talk a little bit about uh, Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston. And this is a guy I feel like he's, He's making waves, right? People, it's like, man, like, very good, very good. I want to start off with the good, and then we'll get into some of the negatives that I think people are kind of glossing over a little bit. One, the the really good. I think when you talk about playing with your feet, and I love that, guys that can play with their feet, he's great at it, especially from off coverage. He can turn around with the best of them. He trusts his uh, vertical speed, so you see him kind of sit on routes, uh, doesn't worry about getting too far upfield. Shorty plays with great anticipation. Um, his ball skills, probably some of the best. We talked about McCollum and maybe not making yeah. the plays at the catch point. Marcus Jones, not an issue. He's amazing at the catch point, which is terrific for someone who is five foot eight and doesn't have long arms. He has like some of the shortest arms. And matter of fact, I think yeah, he has the shortest arms. Yeah, something along those lines. Not not long arms. Well, maybe longer for nope. somebody that's only five foot eight. But in you know. Comparison to the rest of the cornerbacks in this class, very short arms. It's either the shortest or the second shortest in this class. But the ability is there to play press. I think he does a terrific job there. Um, 
I, I think he opens up the gate a little too much. He's very comfortable opening up the gate. And again, I challenge him just like I would challenge McCullum. Trust your vertical speed. You can turn and run with everyone, but you got to trust it. Make guys work a little mm -hmm. bit more laterally at the line of scrimmage. I think he can improve on that, right? But the feet are there. The anticipation is there. The reading down routes from press is there. I talked about playing, quote, unquote, penis to hip. Uh, he does an amazing job of doing that and making receivers have to fight back through him. Great job. So that shows me that he trusts his speed, but now just trust that the line of scrimmage as well. That would be the next step in his development. Uh, I think the physicality is there, and he's going to need it because at the NFL level, I think he projects better to most. Me, I think he can play outside or inside, but I think they're projecting him more as a nickel guy. So if, that, if you're going to play there, you're going to have to learn how to defeat blocks a little bit better. Now, when it yeah. comes to just kind of sticking his head in there and um, making tackles, he has no issues doing that. But it's just that once he's kind of engaged with a guy, he's small, he does have shorter arms, I think it's a little difficult for him to disengage. So he can improve there. And there are a couple of other areas that well, are – Well, what I want to know, because I only saw him play against Cincinnati. It's the only yeah. film that I ended up seeing. So my question was, I, I, I didn't like the feeling zone. I didn't think it was great. And it, it, for a guy who I think needs to play physical, like you said, I didn't see him get – really really up in there you know what i mean like i didn't think he used his his better tools to his advantage that said like he's got all the stats you know he's like third in this class in his hawk rate how many times he gets his hand on the ball pbs ints forced fumbles that kind of thing he he gets to the ground too he comes up gets tfls as well so like he's he's there to jump around and I, I like what you said like he's got to play it early right and, and stay in there and trust himself that if he has to go deep heck he can but is it the physical thing? Is it the arm length of the height? Or is it just playing at that level at Houston and trying to jump up to the, the not just the bigger physical players, but the bigger schools as well? Yeah, I mean, some people are really high on Alec Pierce. And I thought he and Alec Pierce had a good battle. You see Alec Pierce win one. You see Marcus Jones win one. And there was one he won in the end zone where he raked through the arms, played through the mm -hmm. hands, violent hands. That was something you want to see. I think he flashes all the ability, but I just think – Ideally, he's not a guy that you're going to want to make a living on the outside. Where I think he can do it in a pinch, but you want to kind of ease up on it just a little bit. All right. I think where he will excel, though, is this slot with his anticipation, with his change of direction, with the feet, being able to play in space. I think he's going to do terrific there. And there were some games where he played more in the nickel than he did in the outside. And I mean, you see a mixture of both. I just think overall it showed his versatility. Uh, what what can be an issue is this is a guy right now. Do you have testing numbers on him? I don't have much. Right. He didn't do a complete battery. I, I, well, and the issue is he has like double shoulder surgery or something like that. Mm. For, so for a guy who is smaller in stature, doesn't have the longest of arms, and then now you're talking about him potentially playing in the nickel, and now he has these shoulder injuries, is that something that's going to carry over to the NFL level? That's a That's a question. Yeah. And then on top of that, another question is, you know, kind of the age. I believe he's 23, going on like 24. So now you're talking about a guy who is a little bit older. He's coming to the NFL, banged up, having shoulder surgery. Weren't able to get any testing numbers on him. Uh, you know, it's where is he going to play? Under length. Under size, under length. Like, so those are the questions. Now, ultimately to me, he can cover. So he's yeah. good to go. But okay. taking those things into account, he could be a guy where you see go slightly later 
than what you're originally anticipating because of some of these question marks. Well, I'll tell you too, the, the one thing that might help him too is he's got some returnability. So it, it makes it a little bit easier, especially if it's a day three selection. You're like, well, do I really need to spend a draft pick on this? Well, yeah, he gives you some upside there that isn't necessarily what you're looking for at every other corner at that spot. Right. And the returnability, I think that's going to be something that uh, teams are going to definitely covet as well. Yeah. Having that type of ability. He has a return for a touchdown as well. Uh, went to multiple schools. So I don't know what's up with that. Uh, left his original school and then ended up going over to, to, to Houston. But thought he finished strong. Guy, one of my favorite corners just off a of pure film. I'm curious to see exactly how high or low the NFL is on him. But we still got some prospects coming up. We're still sticking with the secondary. A guy who I have not seen. But Ryan like Tracy it. is going to tell us all about <laughs> Canijo out of Boise State. <laughs> all right, safety. I hope I said it. If I butchered that name, I, I apologize. Ryan Tracy, he's going to let us know all about that. Definitely want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. In this time of the year, a lot of people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. I'm continuing to eat healthy. I'm continuing to drink my water. And one thing that is helping me with my, you know, habits and bad habits that I have, I love snacks, Built Bar. All right? And for me, it's more so the puffs because the puffs are amazing. They taste great. Our notes say that it's the best tasting built bar. But I think it's just the best tasting protein bar that's out there. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallow. And they are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And crazy part is, and, and I didn't even know until I paid attention, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. The puffs are a fan favorite. They have some incredible flavors, some you know, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all really good. They'll probably be your new favorites as well. They are mine for sure. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And yes, this includes the Bilt Bar Puffs. They are low in calorie. They are high in protein. And they can replace any candy bar that you have. Throw your candy bars out. Replace them with the Bilt Bar. Because a, a typical candy bar, man, they have so many calories, all right? Two to 300 calories. Come on, man. Get a Bilt Bar. Go to Bilt.com right now. And if you're in the county of macros, they have a macro chart for you. And you'll be blown away by what you see. High in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. All right, most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So something that tastes so good, it's healthy as well. And that's a priority of theirs, all right? They want to make sure first, and, and, and they do this with every Bilt Bar. They, they make it taste good. They want it to be delicious. And then they circle back around, and they make it healthy so people like me who love the snack can eat it and not feel bad about themselves, all right? So if you went in on these, and I'm sure you do, go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Ryan, the floor is yours now. You're going to tell us about Kanijo. All right, am I saying the name wrong? I don't want to butcher it. His family might be You're doing great. And, and they're like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> you're, do, you're doing great. Kakala Kanijo from Boise State. Right. War 28 out there on the Smurf turf. And I got to tell you, uh, you got to be dedicated if you're going to watch a bunch of games on that blue turf. Because the uniform color and the turf color is the same. Makes life hard. But I'm just glad that I beat you to a corner or, or, or a DB somewhere. That, yeah. that is not something I expected to say. This is supposed to be about you talking to me listening. But this guy really stands out to me, and it's it's because he's kind of the underdog. And like we were talking about with Marcus Jones, he's undersized. He, he's 5'10 and a half, 188 pounds. Not the longest guy. I don't even have an arm measurement on him from his pro day. So I can't even tell you what that length is, but it's not huge. 
The thing is, he reminds me of somebody who played in Kansas City until this year and that really, really stands out. It's not doesn't have the greatest long speed, but it's there. He doesn't have the greatest strength, but it's there. He plays physical for a guy that's only 188 pounds, right? But he's got some of the best change of direction that I've seen in the last couple of seasons in terms of his testing ability. And that's not even when you get to the film. When you get to the film, you see a guy that can play anywhere from a too high shell in the back all the way down to a nickel corner that comes off the edge like a screaming eagle. It's incredible. He's got the second highest blitz rate in this safety group, and he gets home. That is the big deal. He's so fast off of that break that he's able to blitz constantly. Like He spent so much time. He actually lowered his completion percentage rate by blitzing. Because wow. he was able to actually bounce some balls while he was on his way to the quarterback. He's got the best, the lowest completion percentage allowed of anyone in the safety class. And that stands out to me. At the end of the day, it's about using guys up to their strength, right? Like we were talking about earlier. And what Kanijo brings you is a guy that flies under the radar. He literally can disappear sometimes behind the defensive line and take himself out of the quarterback's picture. I think that's worth it. He's feisty, and he brings all those tools together in an aggressive way that reminds me a lot of Tyron Matthew. Doesn't have the same athletic ability, but he plays a lot like him, and he likes to go hunt the quarterback. And he's an X factor that I think you can use the NFL level to a lot of of plus for your team, and you just got to see how you fit him in. So generally a guy like that, do you like somebody that, you know, if, if you're going to be a coverage guy and play at the back half the snaps, then you come down and then you're blitzing all the time. Does that sound normal to you for, for a smaller safety that you would like? Yeah, I mean, you, you just want guys that are going to make plays, especially at the safety position. So whether he's doing it on the back end and he can cover or if he's coming in and blitzing, I mean, we've seen the other guys that do that as well. Look at uh, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays nickel. I believe he's listed as a safety, but he played primarily nickel. But they had him blitzing off the edge as well. Well, he was – Really good against the run. Look at a guy like uh, uh, Adams. I mean, mm-hmm. no, well, you know, Jamal Adams and mm-hmm. where he's made his living. And people, I mean, you know, they make fun of him and they call him a linebacker. Or, yeah, they call him a linebacker. But he has great instincts around the line of scrimmage. The good thing with Kanijo is he also can cover on the back end. So I'm not saying he's a better prospect than Jamal Adams coming right. out. You know, Adams is pretty special in that way. But in the sense of just ability and some of the things that you might ask him to do, I think the versatility is going to going to help him. Now, what I want to ask you is, where do you foresee him being drafted? Like what? Oh, round? he's a he's a day three guy, maybe yeah. maybe mid fifth on down to mid six somewhere in there. But it, I think it's value, and that's what it comes down to. And he's a guy that's got to make his way on the roster. But I think when he gets there, it's that it's that old saying: it doesn't matter how you got to the league; it's how it's what you do when you get there. I think he's going to make a roster. He's going to be a, a good tool for a defensive coordinator to use. All right, man. I'm excited to see him and much, much more. What I want y'all to do is tap in with us on social media, all right? At Eric underscore Crocker, at Ryan Tracy NFL, and let us know some of the prospects that you want to hear about, all right? I'll dive in. I'll watch the film on them. If you give me a list of names over the weekend, I will grind that film out if I haven't watched those guys already, and we'll dive into those just for you. On our next episode coming up, we will be you know, diving back into mock draft. It's time to be Ryan Tracy's turn. And then for the rest of the week, man, prospects, 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 getting <laughs> you prepared for the NFL draft. So you'll know more about the players that your favorite team is drafting. But we want to thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, listen to Ryan Tracy over with the Locked On Chiefs and also 
listen to myself and my co-host Brian Peacock locked on 49ers. But that's going to do it. We'll see y'all Monday. Peace.